0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jonathan All. Starting tomorrow, St. Louis on the Air listeners will get to hear a new yet familiar voice to the local journalism scene. Sarah Fenske joined St. Louis Public Radio as the new St. Louis on the Air host after serving as the editor chief of the Riverfront Times, where she reported on various topics such as breaking news, business, arts, and culture. With more than 20 years of journalism experience, she aims to continue fostering in depth conversations with those who reside near and and far in the St. Louis region. She joins us now in the studio to be a guest before she is the host. Sarah, welcome to y- y- your show. <laughs> welcome to your show, Adaira.
1: Are there any more frightening words than that? <laughs> well, I don't know. So you're,
0: <laughs> you're frightened
1: by this? No, I'm just kidding. Welcome to your show just sounded so official. All of a sudden, I think it just hit me. Like, wow, that's my chair you're sitting in, Jonathan.
0: I know. I'll keep it warm for <laughs> a very you. brief amount of time. So what what made you decide to, uh, to, to to pursue this job, I'm very curious. You know, it was
1: it was a very unusual decision for me. I've been doing newspapers or had been doing newspapers for 20 years uninterrupted at the time, and I had not been looking for a job. I was very happy where I was at. Um, but when the job came open, I just had the strangest feeling of that sounds like that would be so fun. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And I had never had that thought before about anything other than newspapers for the 20 years of my professional life. And strangely enough, I ended up deciding to follow that thought. And I don't know what it was. It was just some little voice in my head. And I think, you know, being in newspapers for 20 years, I had seen a lot and done a lot. And I think inside my soul must have been ready for a change. And I, I didn't even realize it until I saw this particular job posting.
0: If you have a question for Sarah, we'd love to hear from you, 314-382-8255, that's 382-TALK, or you can send us a tweet at STL on air, or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. What, uh, what are you most looking forward to?
1: I'm looking forward to having these conversations. I mean, this is this job is a great excuse that I can pretty much hit up anybody in the St. Louis area and beg them to come talk to me. And... That's exciting. Um, I, I find this town really interesting. I feel like in four years of editing the Riverfront Times, the entire city of St. Louis has been my beat. And so getting to sort of drill down on that and not have to worry about things like copy editing and getting the print paper out and all those sort of difficult things that most jobs come with. Now my entire job is just to sit down and talk to people. And so that's really exciting.
0: What scares you the most?
1: Well, so I've been doing newspapers for twenty years. It frankly scares me a little bit to be doing radio. I wish I could have um all these conversations with nobody listening in for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I just you know, there's such a good team here, and I think this station is so good. and i've I've been a listener for a long time, and I really don't want to let everybody down. I think my biggest nightmare is that I'm just going to be terrible. and That'll just be hard, not just for my ego, but hard for everybody else that I work with. I don't want to be that girl. So,
0: <laughs> you know, i I think that the audience is going to be much more understanding than you possibly can imagine,
1: I hope so. And I think as a as a longtime listener myself, I think of the St. Louis Public Radio audience as being, Um, sort of sympathetic. They want what's best for the region. They want what's best for people. And I'm coming out of working for a publication where I don't know that I would have said that about all of our readers. They were pretty feisty. And some of them were actively rooting for us to screw up. And so I'm really excited about being here to talk to people who don't feel that way.
0: Well, I can tell you that, I mean, just from the brief uh, sub-hosting that I've done over the last couple of months, I can tell you that the listeners are incredibly understanding, but they still have high quality standards that they're not ashamed or afraid to call you out on.
1: Yeah, so that's the part you know, you ask what scares you. That's what scares me, and that's legit. I understand that this is um, this is an important chair, and I want to do right by it. You know, I want to have conversations that are gonna help make St. Louis a better place. And if I squander this opportunity and I'm asking bad questions or I'm not pushing where I should push, or if I'm rude to somebody who's agreed to come on the show, I have let the listeners down in addition to my colleagues, and I will feel terrible about that. So for those of you listening, I hope you will bear with me. Um, I really want to do well by this job and do well by you. And if I screw up, please know that it's not on purpose. Like I want to do well more than anyone right now.
0: We we do we already have some questions from listeners. So Sarah Feltz asked, Who's your dream interview?
1: Oh. <laughs> Who's my dream? That is a really hard question. You can tell that um, Sarah is an accomplished um, reader of news herself. Um, I think, you know, when I came into this, the one person I really did want to sit down with is someone that I had a chance to sit down with, and that interview is going to air tomorrow. And that's Bruce Franks. I was, frankly, really interested in his journey from going to being a protester to becoming part of the state legislature and then deciding to walk away from that. And I was really interested in that journey. So he was my dream interview last week. This next week, we'll see who the dream interview is. I think it's going to change as news happens.
0: Well, oh, I, 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 just a, a small bit of advice, I would also say that sometimes the dream interview, you have no idea because, you know, the, it gets booked and you start researching and then you realize what amazing people are, are out there to tell their story.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to being surprised, you know.
0: What's your favorite thing about St. Louis? This is another question from a listener. What's uh, your favorite thing about St. Louis?
1: Boy, these are, these are really hard questions. If I had to pick one thing, I would say I really love Lafayette Park. Um, I live in the Lafayette Square neighborhood. And I spend so much time walking around this park. It's the way that I like to think, is to just sort of walk and let my mind process things without listening to any music or, or any radio. And I've had such, just there's so many moments of beauty in that park. Same with Tower Grove Park and same with Forest Park. I guess I love the parks here in general. Just it's so nice to be in a place that's so lush and green after living out um, in the southwest where things were a lot more brown.
0: <laughs> you, uh, you mentioned Riverfront Times readers being uh, feisty. Um, <laughs> and the publication is feisty as well. Uh, the Riverfront Times, uh, it's bread and butters, definitely taking some very aggressive positions on some things and speaking with a, a certain voice. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see that transition going from that kind of feistiness to something that, um, while still direct and uh, not shying away from pushing, it has a much different tone to it?
1: Yeah, you know, I think the feistiness is something that um, it was an occupational hazard at the Riverfront times. It was part of the job. Um, at heart, I'm not really someone who likes conflict. I'm a middle child. I'm, I'm the second of five. And, you know, as they say, what comes with being a middle child is you're kind of looking for ways to to bring groups of your family together as opposed to wanting to exacerbate the conflict that's already there. So I had to learn how to deal with that. I grew to appreciate what it does. I think unless you're pushing a little bit, you're not getting to where you can be. And so I do want to bring some of that feistiness on board at St. Louis Public Radio. However, at heart, I don't think I'm a particularly angry or or unhappy person. And so I would want my guests to feel valued and and to have a experience here. I don't intend to be barking at people. That's just not my style.
0: Uh, The the previous host of this show, Don Marsh, uh, resigned in a very public way uh, that there's been a lot of discussion about. Um, He hasn't been shy about telling his version of the story and another a lot of other media outlets. Um, How did that how did his departure Um, affect your interest in this position and how you're going to approach it?
1: Well, obviously, I wouldn't have applied for this job unless there was an opening. And so Don left one of the best journalism jobs in town. He created this this vacancy. Um, And so I'm sort of grateful to him for that. I I will say, you know, with some of his his radio appearances since and, and some of the talking he's done, I... I feel like maybe there's this part of him that regrets doing that. It it seems like he's just, um, you know, he's made some comments that they just aren't in tune with the gentlemanliness that I think we all associated with Don Marsh, and and that's been kind of unfortunate to see. And frankly, it's been hard for me to see the impact that it's had on the team here. I think, um, you know, he quit 45 minutes before a live show was supposed to be taped, and so... For me, it's kind of hard to to forgive that. I wouldn't want somebody to do that on my watch. And it's been hard to see the things he said about the team since. And so I think they've done just a terrific job. It's been four months. They've had – I went and ran some numbers on this. They've had 15 guest hosts. They've done something like 80-something shows. They have kept this thing going. They haven't missed a beat. And I'm – in awe of the fact they've done that. And so I think, you know, my goal is to have a great working relationship with the team that has kept this show going because they have showed that I am completely expendable. They are going to be just fine without me. And I love that. (laughs) Like, it's so great to know that if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, boy, they would have that show covered. And I, I respect that so much.
0: Do you feel any obligation to try to win over some of the people who publicly say, I'll never listen to that show again after what they did to Don Marsh? regardless of whether that assessment is accurate or not, do yeah. you feel any obligation to try to win those people?
1: Back? I mean, I would stress, again, I don't think that, that that's accurate. He did choose to quit and, and that was his choice. But I don't feel an obligation to win them over. I would love the opportunity to win them over. And so if they're listening today, hoping to catch me saying something stupid, which I'm sure I've already said to sort of confirm their impression they don't want to tune in, I just hope that they will give it a chance and maybe tune in tomorrow when I'm in the host chair. or actually, you know what, maybe wait a couple weeks till I get this whole thing down and give it a listen. And if they don't like what they're hearing, that's fine. I don't, you know, you can't get everybody to listen all the time, but I'd like them to at least give it a chance. And if they decide that I don't belong here, then they've, they've come by that decision, honestly. But if they don't even want to give it a chance, then I kind of feel like shame on them. Like, let's just see how this goes.
0: We have a caller, Sarah, 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 Sarah (laughs) from St. Louis is on the line. (laughs)
1: Hi there. Um, Hi, Sarah. It's Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) There's Um, so many
0: Sarahs. (laughs) (laughs) Since St. Louis has been your beat now for a while, I'm wondering if you have uh, a sense of
1: what kind of news our city in particular is interested in hearing. Yeah, and this, I hope, doesn't sound like a, a cop-out, but I think St. Louis is really interested in St. Louis. I know at the Riverfront Times, every now and then, we were tempted to write about something that had a more national scope. And boy, our readers just did not want to read that story. That's not what they were going to us for. And I think it's the same thing with with St. Louis on the air. There's certainly a place for the visiting celebrity. If James Comey comes to town and wants to talk to me, like <laughs> he talked to the show, great, I'm all on board for that. But overall, I want to use this hour to sort of probe deeply into St. Louis. And I think St. Louis is really interested in making St. Louis a better place. I think there's a real recognition here that there are some things in town that aren't the way that they should be and that there are some inequities and um, that there are some problems that we need to address. And I think there's a real appetite for tackling those things in a way that maybe wasn't the case um, six, seven years ago, I think what has happened in the last five years has has really hit that home. So I want to use this hour to to sort of focus deeply on those things.
0: Um, speaking of which, uh, this show is definitely called St. Louis on the Air, and it's on KWMU. It's also on KMST and Rolla, My Neck of the Woods, and WQUB and Quincy. Um, What do you know about those communities and what are you going to do to make sure that when a show is on St. Louis on the Air that someone who is listening in Rolla or Quincy is interested and engaged as well?
1: I think that's a great question. And I need to learn a lot more about those communities. I am not originally from St. Louis. And so as I've sort of tried to get a handle on this town, I've started in the central core and I've been slowly working my way outward. Um, It was a big deal for me when I finally made it to Chesterfield after living here for a year. (laughs) And I intend to just sort of keep pushing further and further the geographic region that I'm familiar with. And I think, frankly, this show is going to be a great way to do that. I'm looking forward to learning more about Rala. I recently Talked to a guest that we're going to have on this week who's from Quincy. And she gave me an earful about Quincy in a very good way. So I'm looking forward to more of that. Um,
0: have you ever been to Rala or Quincy?
1: I have been to Rala. Okay. I have not been to Quincy, um, but I intend to go to Quincy.
0: Um, so uh, another, uh, someone suggested a topic for you to cover. How does the water quality compare to other cities?
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny. I know from St. Louis natives that supposedly St. Louis has the best water anywhere. And as a big water drinker myself... It's not as good as
0: Rala. No,
1: I mean, it is the best. You cannot argue about this. (laughs) And I think for me, the real question would be, why is it so good? And maybe that's something we should get into because having tasted it, it's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Do I get points for being a a positive St. Louis booster right now? Well,
0: okay, that's another question. (laughs) To what extent do you see your, your role as being a... A booster and Homerism, and to what extent do you see it as? Uh, to shine a, a very bright magnifying glass on the things that aren't so great.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't want to be a booster. I love St. Louis and I want to talk about all the things that are great about St. Louis. But I have an innate distrust for um, when you sort of lapse into public relations speak where it's I'm only going to talk about what's positive. And I think frankly the listener does too. We know that life is more complicated. There's bad that comes with the good. And I think my job here is going to be to push and to challenge a little bit in addition to talking about the things that are great. So if this sounds like I'm reading off a press release, then I'm not doing my job right.
0: Linda on Twitter wonders, what challenges are facing our region that you would like to bring forward?
1: Well, I think there's um, there's extreme inequality in our region. And I think there's a lot going on in North City. And frankly, these days also in in a big part of North County, Um, that really bears closer examination. We just can't talk enough about the people who are being left behind and and what we can do to make sure we're addressing that. And I think, speaking to your point about Rolla and Quincy and some of the outlying areas, once you get outside the city, there is also a a level of rural poverty that I think um, journalists based in the city haven't always done a great job of covering. And I think that's something we need to focus on too.
0: Drive by it every day. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, So do you... Mm-hmm. Do you see this as, as a, do you have a, a standard to bear? Do you have a, an agenda? Do you have some things that you really want to try, try to to bring to the fore?
1: I do not have an agenda, and I mean that in both the good sense and the bad, and the bad sense. Um, I'm here working with a team that all has a lot more radio experience than I do, and most of whom have a lot more experience working on this show. And so I want to do right by the legacy of this show. And and Don Marsh was here for a long time, and the show was, was very good, and I want to be able to continue doing that and the ways that it's going to change I think are going to be small ways where we see changes um, you know day-to-day in terms of the topics that we're picking and how quickly we're responding to breaking news you're not going to see a huge overhaul there's just going to be a, a different voice asking the questions Uh,
0: Any personal details about yourself you'd like to uh, share so we get just a hobbies, interests, family?
1: Sure. So I've got two young daughters. One just turned four, one just turned eight months. And if I ever sound super overtired or haggard, it's because they're keeping me up at night. I love them. Um, I've also got a little (laughs) dog that I love, and he is just the most ill-behaved little dog in the history of St. Louis. So (laughs) he's also a headache.
0: (laughs) Um, The production team wants me to say that – they would like to stress that Sarah is not expendable. They're very excited to work <laughs> with you. And please don't get hit by a bus.
1: That is that is too kind. You can see why I like these people. I mean, they, aren't they just terrific?
0: <laughs> Sarah, I got to tell you, you're going to have more fun. If, if, if it's if it's even a, a fraction as much fun for you as it's been for the those of us who have guest host, you are going to have a total blast with this show. We wish you the best of luck, and we can't wait to hear you starting tomorrow.
1: Thanks so much, Jonathan.